Welcome to the Milestones Motivation and Money Podcast, hosted by Angel Radcliffe. Tune in as we discuss finances, success stories, and inspiring vibes that will help nurture growth. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to the podcast. On today's episode, this is a very special Financial Literacy Month episode in which I'm going to drop five gems so you can better understand your credit report. So April is a very busy month for me, hence uh, we haven't really released episodes each week. I've been booked with speaking engagements and workshops. And April's Financial Literacy Month. So Financial Literacy Month was established in uh, 2004. And there's still so many people who don't understand that April's Financial Literacy Month or what is Financial Literacy Month. But I've addressed this in a previous episode, but for those who are just now listening, of course, this is a month where really you hear all of these companies, nonprofits are engaging consumers so they can better understand financials from various aspects, whether it's budgeting, um, credit report, investing, you'll hear the banks, um, the financial institutions, the credit reports, everyone, the credit reporting companies, everyone is like pushing information out. Um, free information, uh, workshops, and organizations are booking speakers. And it's so intriguing to have this much information that's floating around, that's being poured into our economy, and so many people fail to take advantage of it. And finances is really the foundation of everything that we do. And everyone knows I'm all about a good budget. So your budget is definitely your foundation before you even getting to the point of investing or purchasing a home or whatever that major financial goal is in your life. And once you actually have that budget set and you're understanding your your expenses and how much net income you have and all those great things surrounding the budget and you're ready to purchase that car or purchase that home or investment property, guess what you need? Credit. (laughs) credit definitely makes the world go round. And I've heard so many people who are against credit. They're saying, oh, I pay cash for everything and I don't use credit and credit is bad. Those are myths. Don't buy into that. (laughs) So just because it didn't work out for one person doesn't mean that it won't work for you. There's several people in this country who misuse their credit cards. Um, They're given a credit card with a $1,000 limit. And typically someone who's given a limit of $1,000, $2,000, they may not have that credit established. And for certain people, they may not know how to effectively use credit to your advantage. And they go out and they make a major purchase. That's the full $1,000 of the credit card. You're not supposed to do that. (laughs) You got to leave some room there, right? Because as soon as you go out there and you run up that credit card and it hits your credit report, guess what? Now you're high risk um, or now you're basically are gaining more interest towards that credit card. The credit card companies are actually earning earning interest because the big mistake most people do tend to do is pay the minimum payment. If you're a person that only pays the minimum payment, raise your hand. <laughs> I know I can't see you. I know you're listening, but guess what? If you are doing that, I want you to stop doing that now. And I'm going to give you so many reasons why. So we're going to delve into five tips that's going to help you become a better expert of understanding your own personal credit report, your credit score. How do you go about obtaining that credit report? Because you can't obtain a copy for free every single year.
So the first thing you want to do if you're trying to obtain a free copy of your credit report, there are several resources, and I'm sure the most mentioned is annualcreditreport.com annualcreditreport.com. I will drop the links below in the show description. Every single year, if you're going through this particular site, you're able to obtain a copy of all three of your credit reports from all three major credit bureaus. So that's TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax. Write it down. If you don't have a pen, pause the podcast, get a pen and take some notes because you're going to get all of these gems. Some other resources, which are more in app form, I'm sure most of you have heard of Credit Karma, the free app that you can download and you get your credit report every month from Experian and TransUnion. Now you only get two credit report and credit scores. And actually, I want to say that they most recently announced an update and which you no longer have to wait. Um, I believe it was like a seven day period to refresh your credit score every week. I think they're trying to do more like daily updates now. But it's a free app. Download it. Love it. And the next is Credit Sesame. (laughs) So download that app as well. It's totally free. Now, the thing about Credit Sesame is you only get one credit report score per month. Credit report and credit score. Now, you can upgrade for, I believe it's 15 bucks a month to receive all three reports and all three scores. That is on you and your personal preference, depending on what you'd like to see. Now, here's a question I get all the time where people are saying, why are there three different credit reports? Which one do I need? Do I really need all three? The answer is yes, you do. And the reason being is each creditor has their choice of how they would like to report out your accounts. So take, for instance, your car lender. They may only report to TransUnion and they're not reporting to Equifax or Experian. The same goes for your mortgage or your credit card. So guess what? Now you have to find out which accounts are being reported where. If you're one of those people who are paying your bills on time and you're not maxing out your credit card, you probably have really good credit. And guess what? You'd probably be a little ticked off if that good credit is not being reported on all three bureaus because it can weaken your score on another bureau because you you don't have like a payment history or revolving or the different types of accounts, which we'll get into. You always want to have sort of a mix of credit. So that's why it's important to really track all three. But as far as the source of where you can obtain those reports, I've given you three free resources. You can also go directly to the Credit Bureau's website, Experian, Equifax, or TransUnion, and they will have promotional programs to sign up directly through them to receive your credit report as well. Now let's jump into the nitty gritty because we've talked about how do you get this free credit report, and next is more so once you actually receive that report, how do you read it? There's so many people in this country who do not understand how to read the information on their credit report. So I'm going to go through those seven components of your credit report so that you can understand what you're looking at when you download one of those apps or order your report online and the things that you definitely need to look out for. So number one is your personal information. Personal information includes your name, your former addresses, your telephone numbers. You may have an employer listed there. And the first thing someone says, hand raise, hey, well, how how does Experian know where I work at? Every single time you fill out a credit application, all of the information that you're placing on that application reports to the credit bureau. So if you're reporting that you work at ABC Company or 
XYZ Widget Co., guess what? It's going to pop up on your credit report. Whatever phone number you're putting on there, work, sell, um, <laughs> your booze number, it's going to show up on your credit report. Any address that you've listed on an application when applying for credit, it's going to show up on your credit report. So this personal information section is a telltale sign. If the information is incorrect, maybe someone's used your information and applied for credit at a different address, you always want to focus in and notify the credit bureaus if that any of that information is incorrect. Maybe it needs to be updated. Maybe you want some of those old addresses deleted. But definitely, definitely reach out if none of those addresses are yours and you've never used the address or that said employer because that could be a sign that someone has access to your social security number and may have applied for credit in your name. All right, so the next thing that you're going to see on your credit report is more of like the public record. Public record will show if you have any judgments, um, any liens. So typically, if someone has sued you and that debt is not settled, it will show on your credit report. There are instances, and this is dependent upon the state that you live in. If you've been involved in a lawsuit and you've settled that lawsuit, meaning you've paid off uh, the person who sued you, you have to file a paper within the courthouse to have that, that judgment removed uh, to show that that debt has been paid. Any tax liens will show in this public record area. And then we're going to go down to the next section, which is typically adverse accounts. Adverse accounts is uh, really listing out those accounts in which you may have missed a payment. Um, they're in collections or they could have been charged off. So once you are unable or not paying a certain bill for so long and it's in collections for so long, companies tend to charge off that debt. So that's where all of those accounts would be listed there. You'll have more so your satisfactory accounts. So those are the accounts that are in good standing. You may have a perfect payment history. Uh, you may not be using uh, much credit on that $10,000 credit card. And so definitely check that out. Report to the creditors in the credit bureau if that information is incorrect. And you're going to go down and, and this is not, I want to point out that this is not consistent with all three credit bureaus because sometimes they change the wording just a bit. But the, the concept of what I'm telling you is all the same. Uh, revolving accounts. So those are any accounts in which, um, such as a credit card or a car payment. So you have some sort of revolving line of credit and you're making those monthly payments. Um, you may see like student loans under one of those accounts, depending on if it's a private or, or government type loan. And then we're getting into inquiries. This is so important. So this is going to show you where all of your credit inquiries reside. A credit inquiry is when you go out and apply for credit and the bank pulls your credit report, that's a, that creates an inquiry. Credit inquiries remain on your credit report for two years, two years. And so many people do not realize that. And they're out applying for credit, applying for credit, or there's some people who apply for credit just for the fun of it. Like, hmm, let me see if I can get approved today. Don't do that. <laughs> if you're one of those people, oh my God, take a long look in the mirror and say, I will not apply for credit just to, just for fun. <laughs> So, of course, every time that you're out there and you're applying for credit, it does tank your score just a bit, one to two points. Um, but let's say if you've applied for credit 15 times in a year, that can cost you almost 30 points on your credit score. So that's the difference between a, a few points on an interest rate. Pay attention. Um, pay attention to that section also for any credit that you did not apply for. 
So again, this is another section that's a telltale sign of maybe if someone has your information. So if you see some inquiries on there, you're like, hold on, I did not apply for that Nordstrom card, or I didn't apply for that Macy's card or that Capital One. Make sure you contact the credit bureaus immediately. You might want to uh, place a fraud alert on your credit report. So that's more so anytime that the creditors are going to pull your report, they have to contact you first to verify it's you. So typically, the credit bureaus will set that up and they'll call you to make sure that it's actually you applying for that credit. Each credit bureau has a different process for that. But two major ways to tell if someone's still in your identity, personal information and inquiries. And the last section that you'll see on a credit report is personal statement. So that is maybe someone did steal your identity. Maybe you're having a hard time getting it cleaned up. It can take a while. Uh, you have to go through the process of filing police reports, fraud alerts, all these different things. And until that's cleaned up, let's say you were in the process of purchasing a home, purchasing a car or something of that nature, making a major financial decision in your life, you definitely want the creditors to be considerate to your situation. So make, make that personal statement and let them know um, whatever happened, if your identity was stolen, if it's being cleaned up, they can view that on your credit report versus instantly denying you. So keep these things in mind, seven components of your credit report. Now we're going to move into five components of your credit score. How do you actually understand what your credit score is and what's the range? So when we're talking about your credit score, a credit score typically goes in that range between 300 to 850. I've seen some credit bureaus move it to nine. Um, pay attention to this. Pay attention to the news because credit bureaus are consistently changing out their systems. But the information that I'm going to tell you is, remember, conceptual, conceptual. So, of course, if you have a three, 400, 500 credit score, you're in that lower tier. And if you're more in that 700, 800 side, you have good credit. <laughs> so five things that make up your credit score. Uh, one is your payment history. Two is your credit utilization. So that's the amount owed versus your line of credit. Again, let's use that scenario. You have a $1,000 credit card. That's your limit. And you've maxed it out you're at a high utilization. So being at that high utilization can help tank your credit score versus being at the low utilization. Now, again, at the beginning of this podcast, I talked about how so many people are against credit cards. That's because they don't know how to use their credit correctly. So make sure you keep your utilization low. Ideally, you'd like to keep that below 30%. So if your limit is 1,000, try to keep it below 300 before that statement closes. So you have to understand your payment due date and your statement date. Your statement date is typically three to five days after your payment due date. Whatever your balance is at that statement date is what's being reported to the credit bureau. So if you did go out and buy something for eight, $900, make sure you get it below that 30% utilization before the statement date so it doesn't tank your score. Next is more so the length of credit history. So if you're 18, 19 years old, you're new to having a credit card, you've never had uh, anything in your life, yep, it can take time to build that credit history versus someone who's 25, 30 years old plus, and they've been building credit for seven, eight years now. Um, typically, if they've paid their bills on time and you have a credit history of like that six, seven year period, it's likely that you have very good credit. So next is more so like that new credit mix. We talked about the inquiries in the last portion and applying for credit. If you have too many new credit cards, the lenders can start to see you as a high risk. 
So that does play a role in making up your credit score as well, because there's no history on those particular accounts. And some banks will say, hmm, why do they need so much credit? And at so fast of a rate, keep that in mind as well. And then we're talking about credit mix. If you remember when I talked about the components of the credit report, I talked about revolving accounts. Of course, you have to have a variety of accounts on your credit report to really give you a healthy makeup of your score. So such as like a mortgage payment, a loan payment, a um, a car loan does fall into that particular category, but a credit card. So having these different types of accounts will help to boost your score as well. And when we talk about the weight of these five components, your payment history has a weight of 35% of your credit score. And right underneath that is the credit utilization. So those two are the most important things that you definitely need to pay attention to um, when you're trying to understand what your score is. All right, so now we're down to tip number three. You guys are getting some good tips. We're about 15 minutes in. And so uh, tip number three is make sure that you are paying attention to your collection items on your report. You can pay to negotiate collection items. So let's say you did make a mistake when you were younger and you have some collection items. Let, let me tell you the good thing. The good thing is that collections only stay on your credit report for seven years. So if it's been past that seven year period and you're still seeing a collection, you can uh, dispute for that to come off of your report. But let's say something's fairly new within the last one or two years. Now you're at the point to where you're trying to purchase a home or investment property or whatever it is. Um, you can contact that creditor and you can negotiate. So if you owe $400, don't just pay the $400. Negotiate with that particular creditor. And in that negotiation process, ask them for um, a pay and delete. So that's more so where you're going to negotiate for that item to be paid and they're going to delete it. The ball's in your court because guess what? You're giving them money. Make sure you get that in writing because if you're just paying it on the phone, some people don't really keep their word and like, oh, well, you owed us. It's still going to show on your report for the next seven years. <laughs> so of course, make sure you get it in writing. Um, cross your T's, dot your I's, and you're going to be on the track to great credit. All right, so if you remember in the first part where I talked about understanding the components of the report and I talked about making sure your addresses are correct, I definitely want to do that because let's say you're going out and you're applying for credit and something is not matching what's on your credit report, that can flag um, an alert with different creditors. Also, I wanted to point out that there's several places that use your credit report that you wouldn't even think of. So when you're applying for your car insurance or your home insurance, they do check your credit report. And guess what? Your credit, your, your credit report can impact your rate of insurance that you're paying for. Jobs also check your credit report. Depending on the industry that you are in, I've known so many people who have lost their job or not only lost their job, but they never got the job in the first place because their credit report was too low. That we're not paying their bills on time. Think about someone who's not paying their bills on time and maybe they have a very heavy financial responsibility role in their company. Why would the company trust you with their with their money or having a company credit card or whatever your job is if you can't handle your own bills? Think about that. If you know that, teach it to someone else. Teach it to a family member. Teach it to a child. Uh, a mentee. Because so many people in this country do not understand how important your credit report plays into your everyday life. And last tip, 
Last but not least, make sure you are monitoring your credit report on a regular basis. So of course, at the very beginning, I discussed three places where you can obtain your credit report for free. You can obtain your credit report for free every year on annualcreditreport.com. But guess what? You need to check it more than once a year. You need to check it monthly. <laughs> Pay attention to what's going on. Make sure no one's using your identity. Make sure you're in a good position. Make sure you're understanding what's going on with your financial life from a holistic point of view. So not only what's there on in the app or what's on the paper, but in your mind, make sure you're creating that money mindset to better your life. So those are five tips to help you understand your credit report, understand your credit score. This is a bonus episode for Financial Literacy Month. And if this information was helpful to you, make sure you leave a review on the podcast, send me an email, send me a tweet, Miss RNBA on all social media. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Stay connected with Angel online on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Miss RMBA. That's M-I-S-S-R-M-B-A. Be sure to subscribe and review. Join us next time as we continue to empower you through milestones, motivation, and money.